Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Wow, Matt, fellow adventurers. We are back with Sir Crokington. And we're in the Goblin Clawin. Where there's stuff to do. In the common room... Continuing the Seven Goblins series with Seven Goblins Part 6. The Search for Mameleko is into the cellar of the Goblin Claw Inn and onto the trail of Mameleko. Here we go. Seated at the table not far from the fireplace with your back to the wall and your feet drawn up upon a wobbly Your back to the wall... You've spent, you've spent the better part of the, the, the wany summer's evening keeping score. As your eyes casually wander the throng that fills the common room, you'll pour over the tally you've been so diligently crafting. Three fights. One of them started by Gritsville. A minor brawl which came to an abrupt halt when Glenora nearly split the skull of a foul-mouthed traveller with her iron rod. Nine spilled fragments of ale, one broken chair, and a grand total of six patrons shown the door. Five of them by the way of Gritsmo's collegial. All tallied, thus far it's been a relatively slow night at the Goblin Claw. You're about to make your way over and have a word or two with Gritsmo, who appears ready to turn in for the night, when the front doors open and an old man with a thick mob of drenched White hair steps into the inn. At once he is greeted with several cheers and, with e- and receives a tender em- embrace from a passing serving girl. He places his worn leather hat on the nearby table and shakes the rain from his heavy cloak. A man seated next to you tells you he's the old that the old man's name is Bruin, and he's a spellcaster who steps into the inn on, on a quite regular basis. He's known around here as Tricks by some of the older folks, he says. He's got a few of, few of those ways to go. Come on then, father. How about a trick? The old man laughs as several others join in and call for him to perform some of his magical tricks. He holds up his hands to silence them 
and then proceeds to dazzle the cloud crowd with several clever, though not particularly amazing, feats of minor magic. The co- the common room crowd cheers wildly, eliciting a smile from the old man. You glance over at Gritsmill and are curious to note that he is rolling his eyes and frowning. You're all much too kind, says Brerim, as he removes his cloak and paces on the back of the chair. Now, if we could clear a spot in the middle here, yes, right here should do. I can show you the tricks of the likes of which you may never see again. The bold proclamation stirs the patrons into action, and they leap from their chair seats and begin to clear the middle. Clear the middle of the common room, pushing tables to the walls and shoving chairs aside. Quotsmore even helps move one of the larger tables and is promptly chided by several patrons as he struggles to move the weighty piece. With the stage now set, Brumium takes his place at the centre of the common room and draws out a black cloth which he opens across the palm of his left hand. He passes his white over it twice and at the conclusion of the second pass, you're quite surprised to behold that a bright orange salamander has appeared in the middle of the cloth. This, my friends, is Malmeco, he says, splaying his fingers over the tiny amphibian. He's not just any ordinary creep, Court Haller, mind you. He's capable of disappearing and reappearing at will, among other talents now. Allow me to demonstrate that. Brian closes his eyes and twirls his white hand in a counterclockwise motion above Mameko, who remains still at the centre of the cloth. Suddenly, the old page opens his eyes again and leans in close. Most the amphibious. But, no, no, you didn't worry, old friend, he says, apparently speaking to someone. Yes, yes, I'll bring you right back. You're my oldest and dearest friend, after all. No, no, you've Nothing to fear. From somewhere towards the back of the crowd, Quitsmore sighs. The mage, known to many in these parts as tricks, again closes his eyes and repeats the clockwise gesture with his white hand. He mumbles a few discernible words, and suddenly his fl- eyes fly open as a horrified look passes over his wrinkled face. By the old father! he cries with a fearful voice. I got it backwards! Okay, that looks like it's going to be bad. For several moments, nothing happens, and they begin to wonder the reason for Brim's sudden profound state of alarm when. Suddenly, he staggers back, dropping the cloth and its precious salamander to the floor. In the blink of an eye, the bright orange salamander, was no long, that was no longer than your index finger, has gr- instantly grown to nearly the size of a small dragon. What was only moments ago a harmless devourer of insects is now a terrifying creature that appears as if it could swallow a man whole. Puin begins waving his arms about wildly and muttering strange words as if he's attempting to reverse his muddled magic. Grutzmull, shouting at the top of his lungs, curses the old mage and orders him to call off it off the trick. I can't! It's not a trick! I just need to! Bruin's words are cut short as the salamander flicks its massive tail, sweeping its elderly elderly master off his feet. The massive salamander lunges forward 
sending the shrieking patrons to the floor as the monstrous creature turns towards Gritsmill, who shrinks away and steps back towards the fireplace. You boldly step into its path, determined to prevent the beast from pursuing its helpless prey. Don't hurt him! cries Berim as he regains his feet. Please, don't hurt him! I can reverse it! I just need a bit of time! The salamanders... The desperate words of the old man ring in your ears as the salamander steps towards you, silently stretching wide its fearsome jaws as it prepares to strike. Alright, I've got some options. I can't use shadow magic because I don't have it. There's also elementalism, telekinesis, illusion or fortification. Um, Telekinesis. It succeeded. 4x speed to telekinesis. You channel your power telekinesis and focus the gathering energy on a, te- lay- on a laden table to the left of the salamander. Under the in- influence of your mastery of mind over matter, the table begins to vibrate. It's vibrate, rattling the fragments on its surface. Suddenly, just as the salamander appears ready to strike, you levitate the table into the air and hurl it at the monstrous creature in a masterful display of telekinetic prowess. The table slams into the side of the salamander with tremendous force, splintering upon impact. Obviously startled by the unexpected turn of events, this massive salamander turns and charges towards the back of the inn. As the monstrous salamander rushes towards the rear of the common room, it begins to rapidly shrink. When it reaches the doorway leading to one of the inn's back rooms, it has once again resumed its normal, diminutive size. The bright orange creature darts into the room with you, Grutzmo and Brim in pursuit. With you, Grutzmo and Brim in pursuit, the three of you arrive just in time to see Mameko slip through a crack at the edge of the wooden hatch, leading down into the cellar and disappear from view. Brumming cries out dismay, Grutzmo curses aloud. Stomping and still cursing, Grutzmo unbolts the hatch and throws it open. A real fine trick it was, snarls the innkeeper. A real dandy. For a moment, the three of you stand staring down through the hatch into the gloom of the cellar below. There is no sign of the salamander, leading you to believe the creature has probably scampered into some shadowy corner of the inn's underbelly. Well, I don't need that thing wandering around down there only to pop up out on stew night and start swallowing guests. Hard enough to pack in the wakeners as it is, was Grutzball, casting an angry glance at the old mage. It's your charge, Trix. Go on now. Go down there and fetch him. Grutzball turns his sad gaze to you. You take your opportunity to introduce yourself to him. I've a great favour to ask you, friend, he says in a wavering voice. With Grutzmull listening in, the old mage tells you he has little to offer, but would be forever grateful if you could go down into the cellar and return Mameko to safety. The trick was my folly, he says, as a tear forms in the corner of his eyes. Dear Maleko, needn't pay for my poor judgment. He's all alone down there in the dark, and not overly wise in the ways of wild things. I fear only great harm awaits him. 
well, you find it somewhat difficult to believe any great harm could befall a creature capable of growing to the size of a small dragon in the blink of an eye. Bremen's impassioned plea wins you over. As a tear streaks down the old man's face, you tell him you will gladly go down in search of the salamander. Without a word, Brim steps forward and throws his arms around you. Steps forward, picks me up and hugs me, I guess. <laughs> Thank you, Sir Crokington, he says, wiping the tears from his eyes. Maleka really is all I have left. Oh, for all that's divine! Grumbles Gritsmore, rolling his eyes and shaking his head. Let's be on with this! Gritsmore pushes past Bruin and steps in front of you. With his hands planted firmly on his, on his hips and his little jaw trembling, he thanks you for agreeing to go down into the cellar and catch the salamander. Make, make sure you get him, Sir Crokington, he says. Flashing an angry look at the white-haired maid, squash it beneath a stone for all I care. I'd much rather not see that thing running back up through the hatch. The innkeeper's words elicit a fearful shriek from Bruin, who steps in front of a, of Grutzel and again implores you to bring Maleko back alive. Here, these will help do the trick, at least for a small while, he says, fumbling amongst the items in his satchel and finally retrieving a worn leather pouch. The worms I've got here should return him to a normal size if he eats even one of them. I've no idea how long the effect might last, but perhaps just long enough. Please, Sir Crokington, you must not hurt him. I beg you! Broom hands you the, the pouch, which wiggles as you take hold of it. It's a packed bag of white worms. This saw... Small leather pouch is filled with an unpleasant assortment of wiggling white worms. According to Brerim, tossing any of these worms to Maneko may temporarily reverse the magic that causes his size to fluctuate. He promised Brerim that you will do all you can to return his pet unharmed, and he smiles. Though since he's very, still very much at ease with the entire turn of events. The old maid told you he will sit here and keep watch on the hatch while you go into the cellar in case Maleko returns. In response, Gritsbrook promptly announces he too will stand guard over the hatch as he casts a derisive glance at Broom. With that, you cautiously descend into the cellar of the inn. Okay, I think I've got to find Maleko before he gets out. Because if he's big, uh, I think someone's going to get hurt. And if he's small, he's going to get hurt. And if he's sort of between the two, who knows? Who knows? You stand at the threshold of the Goblin Claw Inn's old cellar. Behind you is a decaying wooden slab. The first of three successive doors that serve to separate this part of the cellar from that which leads into the inn. Hmm, haven't got the fourth door up yet. Up yet, then. Hmm, okay. Well, not as much need. I've, I've dealt with most of the things down here. Your previous endeavour in these unsavoury confines served to rid the cellar of a horde of vermin that had invested it. 
Despite the victory, these passages still remain a most unpleasant sort of place. To the east, the main corridor of the cellar disappears into the gloom. Realising you better not leave the cellar until you locate the missing salamander, you prepare to set off along the shadowy passage. A damp, unpleasant odour assails your senses as you cautiously make your way through the gloom of the old inn cellar. An eerie silence fills the musty, twisting passages. Out of the corner of the eye, you catch a streak of orange at the edge of your light. Okay, I've just got to keep wandering. You can hear something moving in the darkness nearby. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. The walls and floor of this part of the cellar are thick with grey mould. Oh, little streak of orange again, old Manico. Oh, and, and now he's now he's now I can't see him anymore. I was trying, I was chasing him for a bit, but then you know, he got under some, that he got behind me or under me or something. Or maybe he ran along the walls. Because, <laughs> well, you can do a lot of stuff when you're small. Oh, oh, I got another another peek of him. But I hop, 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 and he gets away. Ah, it's difficult. I don't think I'm... I don't think I... I don't think I... I think he's too... Sm he's too fast when he's small. He's too hard to gasp. And he can run up the ceiling and the walls and I can't get him. All right. All right, to the hatch. Your progress along the passage comes to an abrupt halt as you subtly encounter a curious scene. Crouched at the edge of a polished brass hat stretched into the cellar door are two hooded figures. The two figures have their backs turned to you, 
and appear to be intently examining the hatch. You recall encountering this hatch on your previous expedition into the cellar. We were almost certain it was in a different location. Alright, spooky, spooky stuff. Taking care to move with as little noise as possible, you sneak along the passage, positioning yourself with only a few yards of the two hooded figures. The remain crouched over the brass hatch, but suddenly, one of them turns to the side. Give me a clear look at its face. It's the hideous face of a goblin. Well, of course they're goblins. This is seven goblins. Wondering how it is that the two goblins managed to slip into the cellar of the inn. And what it is they are up to at the hatch. I guess that they must have came up through the hatch. Although admittedly, in the Goblin Claw Inn, I think if there's any inn where a goblin could just waltz in and nobody would kick up a fuss, it's the Goblin Claw Inn. It was like, yeah, are we, are we goblin drunk? Yeah, we must be goblin drunk. <laughs> or, you know, they put on a big hood. Big old hood. So you can't, you know, see their goblinness. Wondering how... And what is it they up to at the hatch? You're about to attempt to steal closer when a vicious snarl from behind makes your blood run cold. You spin around in time to see a large hooded figure standing behind you, the edge of a long blade creaking at you out of the shadows. Alright, I've got options. I could just dodge. Shadow magic and telekinesis, 50 plus, can't do them. Fortification or unarmed combat. And I'm going to use unarmed combat. Success. 4 XP to unarmed combat. Utilising your skill of unarmed combat, you manage to deflect the blade and strike the hooded goblin a staggering blow that sends him tumbling backwards into the gloom. Well, it's all my... Yeah, all the thick armour I'm wearing. It really, really helps with that. You know, catch it on a bracer or something. Before the goblin can fully recover, you're upon him, determined to maintain the upper hand in what promises to a brutal melee in the narrow confines of the gloomy cellar passage. The large goblin grunts as he slashes at you with his crude sword. It's a large hooded goblin. And it's gonna die. Slashes you with his sword. The enemy lays a brutal stroke for six damage. Uh, and it is now slain, or he is slain, or she is slain. I'm not going to assume any goblin's gender now. 8 XP. The hooded goblin drops to the cellar floor in front of you and expires. His two kin, their, he- their heads also concealed by thick cloth hoods, stand back from the brass hatch they are examining and throw up their hands in apparent sign of surrender. You're about to ask the goblins what it is they're doing in the centre of the inn, and how they arrived here, when the two creatures suddenly bolt, dashing by on either side of the gloom. Okay, but how are they, how are they going to get out? They, can, they, can't go, they can't go out of the cellar, because there's two people there. And the cellar ain't that big. Okay, it's pro- okay. admittedly, if you... Admittedly, you could probably hide yourself somewhere. But this 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 is the only exit open to them is that hatch. Well, 
the patch does move. Maybe, maybe there were actually multiple hatches at the same time. And only one of them is visible at the same time. Yeah, maybe that, maybe that. Or maybe they could just cast a hatch, hatch a movie spell. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Realising the folly inherent in pursuing the goblins into the dark, you decide not to take up pursuit. Instead, you make a quick search of the body of their slain kinsman and find nothing of any interest among his belongings. You turn your attention to, to the strange hatch. You step forward and closely examine the hatch. Despite the unfavourable conditions in the old cellar, the polished brass hatch bears no tarnish. As before, when you reach towards the hatch, it suddenly glows bright white and your hand is forcefully repelled. Seems that seems that the powerful magic that's protecting the wasty brass portal is still in place, despite whatever it is the three goblins were up to. While you find yourself more curious than ever about what lies beneath the hatch, you dutifully turn your attention back to the reason you descended into the cellar in the first place, and resolve to once again take up your search for the Salamander Moeco. A sudden snort from behind makes your head stand, hair stand on end. Wait, I mean, I don't have hair. A sudden snort from behind. I ain't, uh, does something. I don't know what it does. <laughs> you turn around to face the source of the unsettling sound. Standing in the middle of the passage, less than ten yards from you, is Moleko. Now, once again, the size of a small dragon. The fearsome amphibian, its unblinking eyes fixed on you, takes several s steps in your direction. Now, hold your ground and subdue Mameko. No, 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 no. I don't want to do that. You might get hurt. And, and I might get hurt. But, and, you know, amphibians got to stick together. <laughs> or something like that. So, bag of white worms. Use it. Okay, just one worm. Ah, 32 XP to general. Oh, oh, I used the whole... I used the whole pouch. Suddenly recalling the pouch of worms that Brimming gave you. You toss the swarming item onto the ground at Moneko's feet. The monstrous uh, uh, salamander appears at the pouch for only a second before snatching it up in its fearsome jaws and devouring it. Well, I hope I don't need to use it again. The effect is almost immediate. You watch in fascination as within the span of only a few moments, the bright orange salamander reverts to its normal, diminutive form. However, before you can lean down and scoop it up, the wiggling creature darts to the left and streaks off into the darkness. You, da you dash along the cellar passage in pursuit of the fleeing salamander. Maleko proves to be both fast and agile as the elusive creature scurries swiftly into the gloom, staying just beyond your grasp. Okay, picking a number. Bonus of 41. 20 from agility. 6 from luck. 15 from woodmanship. I've got to get 100 or more to catch up. 50. Failure. Despite your best efforts and several near misses, the fleeing salamander manages to stay just ahead of you as it frantically scurries along the gloomy cellar passage. 
Continue your pursuit. You dash along the cellar in pursuit of the fleeing salamander. Moneco proves to be fast and agile as the elusive creature scurries into the gloom, staying just beyond your grasp. Same check again. Pick now. 117 success. 8 XP to general. You manage to corner the fleeing salamander the end of the passage and waste no time scooping up the wily wiggling creature. Once once in your hands, Moleko becomes surprisingly calm and is shocked when he climbs climbs slowly up your arm and settles himself on your back. With the, with the escaped salamander clinging to his newfound perch, you immediately turn and set off through the gloom, eager to make your way out of the cellar. Okay, now gotta be careful not to hop too high so he doesn't fall off. Although he probably wouldn't get hurt falling off because uh, just, 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 just how things work. Square cube law and all that. The smaller you are, the less you have to fear gravity. So elephants terrify of gravity. So much that even a slight incline could do them. But mouse, no real problem with that. And when you're a fairy fly, the the the, the insects so small that they're smaller than some single-celled organisms. Gravity is barely a thing to them. You climb back up to the inn and find the small black room into which you've ascended is filled with a sizable crowd of outlookers, eagerly awaiting your return. Whether, as your patrons take note of the salamander perched on his shoulder, they quickly retreat into the common room, leaving only Burim and Gritsmore behind. The old mage, beaming at the sight of his precious orange companion, rushes forth and scoops Maleko off your back. Gritsmore rolls his eyes and frowns. Oh, you're safe! Oh, this is glorious! Thank you, Sir Crokington! Thank you! Bruin places the salamander on his white shoulder, and the creature promptly curls up and closes his eyes. All right, then, says Gritsmore, still frowning. That'll be just about enough of all this. Tricks! I want that thing out of here at once! Bruin seems to take offence the way Gritsmore is referring to his beloved pet and ignores the innkeeper. He turns to face you and thanks you again for finding and returning Moneco. With that, the tall, thin maid strides out through the common room and exits the inn. And, and I thank you as well, says Gritsmore, placing his hand on your shoulder. I believe that's not the first time you've saved the old inn. That old man and his wrought magic is going to end up getting someone killed one of these days. You're a white handy one to have about, Sir Crokington. No mistake about it. As Gritsmore moves off to tend to the brewing crisis in the common room, you make your way out of the inn for a bit of fresh air. Just outside the front doors, you run into Brewing, the old mage, with Meleko perched on his shoulder. He bows deeply and thanks you again. I'm a man of meagerines, he says apologetically. But you must know, I'll find some way to repay you, friend. After all, you rescued free the only thing that means anything at all for me. You're truly noble, Sir Crockington. I won't ever forget this. 
You tell the maid known as Twix that no repayment is necessary. But he quickly shakes his head, head and, wags, and wags a long bony finger at you. Malacca and I never forget her debt, he says. We'll think of something, won't we, Maleko? That's right, of course we will. Yes, yes. There can be no doubt about it. Bowen bids you farewell, and you watch as the old mage and his only orange companion depart, pleased to have played a key role in reuniting the odd pair. Yeah. For several minutes following the departure of Bowen and Maneko, you linger about just outside the inn, taking in the fresh night air and listening to the sounds of evening come to life. You're about to step back into the Goblin Claw when your eyes are suddenly drawn to your white wrist. There, freshly emblazoned on your skin, is a sick tattoo in the likeness of a tall, thin flame. Okay, one more to go. Your thoughts immediately return to the hooded goblins that you encountered in the cellar, and you find yourself once again wondering what the foul creatures might have been up to. With little desire to dwell on the details of your recent encounter beneath the inn, and keenly intent upon finding out about the glowing hatch, you step back into the cute notorious establishment, and prepare to hit up its not- equally notorious innkeeper for a frothing flagon. And that is the end of that adventure. 384 experience to general, 32 experience to all skills and powers. And more importantly, an echo can be is happy now. Alright, the next adventure in this saga is seven Seven Goblins Part Seven The Altar of Malice Which is also in the Goblin Clawing. But for now I shall save and then, and until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.